0: To the first HMHK podcast.
1: Com- um, Com- power.
0: Yeah, so we, I don't think we'd have any humker of any yeah, sort. Yeah. That's, you guys, that's. Yeah, that's we're wicked. not going to
1: introduce ourselves because, you know, who cares? Yeah, no one cares. Um, it's fine. Today, we're talking about biomimicry, something yes. Henry is well versed in because he studies it.
0: Yeah, I've read like 15 research papers in the past three oh, weeks. That's disgusting yeah uh but i love research papers so it's fine um i'm a nerd um and also uh, it's, it's why our video quality is awful because <laughs> i have no other time to do anything else
1: <laughs> i mean if we use biomimicry by using goat's eyes or beetle eyes which i have uh, <laughs> briefly read on
0: <laughs> you just spent all night reading <laughs>
1: then our camera quality would be a lot better
0: oh that's, um, that's very cool
1: yeah nice segue right um, but yeah, so we're going to do by America today. Hello, welcome to the
0: podcast. Yeah, um, and then if we got time, we're going to talk about, um, one of my man crushes, uh, senior Elon Musk, who, um, he's basically like the Tony Stark of the real world. And he's a walking meme, Am I,
1: I mean, he's an interesting didn't, dude. <laughs> didn't Tony Stark get his inspiration for his character from Elon Musk?
0: Um, well not really because uh iron man was a thing from the se- 60s or 70s
1: yeah 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 but he like
0: I think elon like musk got more... inspiration from iron man
1: <laughs> no 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 i am pretty sure i watched a, a video on it and he was like I, he's just a more flamboyant version of elon musk
0: that's what i yeah. said at least oh so oh sorry you're saying so robert down jr in the film was yeah. like trying to, oh, okay okay i see yes i looked about the actual character i was like well that was a <laughs> anyway that's ago. for later yeah so (laughs) so we're discussing these because they're interesting and we want to get over it yes
1: um i'm a biomedical scientist henry here is a bioengineer, lower degree i'd like to say (laughs) you just had to Um, just
0: okay cool yeah i had to get that in first Uh uh-huh
1: okay so let's start with the official definition of biomimicry according to the biomimicry institute biomimicry can be defined as an approach to innovation that seeks sustainable solutions to human challenges by emulating nature's time-tested patterns and strategies, the goal is to create products, processes, and policies in new ways of living that are well adapted to life on Earth over the long haul. I didn't understand that, but I know what biomimicry is. That was too many big words for me.
0: Right. So we'll we'll just we'll cut it down real quick because um, there is a lot of information in like yes twenty seconds. So bio biology nature stuff (laughs) right mimicry we're just trying to copy it so we're trying to do because as much as we try and as advanced as as advanced as we think we are nature's better nature's
1: had millions of years to evolve to be better than
0: technology exactly and so my first question to you is what was the when did you first hear about biomimicry like in practice Um, I
1: heard about it when they were talking about how they make phone screens like waterproof-ish and stop water from gathering on it and just sliding down, letting it dry faster by copying uh, butterfly
0: wings. Oh, cool. Where where and when? I don't know. Oh, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: It's just in the memory bank, you know. That's cool. There's um, Lotus Paint which has uh, basically painted it outside your house so you don't have to like wash it like you wash your cars. Yeah. Um, it basically has like nail-like protrusions that fend off dust and when water runs over it, so rain, which is your natural natural car wash, I guess, basically washes off the remaining dirt and you've got a nice clean house, which is why you don't have to repaint it and, you know, wash it. and It's convenient. So thank yeah. lotuses. Thank you. That's why they look so pretty in the rain. Or low tie. I
0: don't know what the plural is. I don't know is. what the plural is either, yeah. I didn't do the research on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, so I, I remember quite vividly, um, it was a BBC piece or documentary on the bullet train um, yeah. back in 2016. And it was so cool just because, like, they were just saying how the engineers got, like, biologists involved to help with the design. And, mm. um, and I, I did do, actually, some research, um, despite me not really wanting to, just because Easy. it's just I've got so much other stuff to look up at the moment. Oh, <laughs> um, it but took yeah, me, like, so, an hour. Well, so, effectively, so they've, they've taken the idea from the Kingfisher birds, right? Yeah. And their beak, because they glide through the water so, like, smoothly um, when they are hunting and eating. Um, but then, yeah, looking it up, did you know the first iteration of the bullet train uh, was uh, put into service in
1: 1964?
0: 1964? Uh, that far end, back? At the end of the Second World War, Japan started thinking, "Hey, we should make some really sick trains that are going to go super <laughs> fast, right?" And they, and so like they were designing this from. I think they started. So I was looking into it in 1945. But then they started like making prototypes in
1: 1949. That is a lot earlier than I expected.
0: Yeah, how cool is that? But then so I've these been, were like gone. On.
1: They only became like popularized in like the last 10 years, haven't they? Like yeah. they've become common train stations. At uh, train
0: stations. So they were like they were basically just super fast trains, but the design was the same as like every other train. Yeah. Right? Um but like they kept trying to make it more and more streamlined, and obviously we all know about air resistance, right? Mm. The more space you take up moving through air, the more resistance you have. So they started like slowly making them more and more narrow. Um, but like the first time they started to make them really streamlined was 1997, and that's uh, and then it still took them until 2016. To bring in this biology, but the biologists. So wow, 2016.
1: Of... Yeah. So five years ago.
0: Yeah, that's the first. This time... is when that
1: invention came out.
0: That's the first time they started to work on redesigning the nose of the train.
1: <laughs> See, you should rely on us earlier. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> we yeah. We don't just and... colour in, okay? But
0: <laughs> engineers are just like, nah, make it go faster. <laughs> <laughs> train go really fast, okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> i mean what i read about it was as it was coming out of tunnels it creates sonic booms right which, as you know are loud and they hurt really and it causes no noise pollution um, <laughs> right so they got the kingfisher design they changed the front made it long nose whatever mm. and this significantly reduced the noise pollution but also even better news reduced the uh, electricity needed by 15 percent. yeah and it made the train travel 10% faster.
0: Yeah, it did indeed. And if you want a, um accurate representation, I have a s- uh, sound for you. <laughs> um, you can't see this on my screen. Either. Do you want me to show you my screen? No, no, it's fine. Okay, so hopefully this will pick up. I've got to turn on my desktop audio real quick. Oh, do not that feel good? Hell yeah. Um, I can send you a link to that later. But um, I've screen recorded that, so the good people at home get to hear the sonic boom. Okay, um, cool. It's. Very... I just don't
1: want to speak when the desktop audio is on, because you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've turned it off now. You're now free. Um, cool, cool. But no, it's it's very very cool. But like, yeah, it was it's like a gunshot. It's so loud. It's so loud. So, I mean, kudos to Japan for leading the way. <laughs> like, what a
1: cool I mean... idea. <laughs> Japan leads the way in so many ways, but, like, we can go into that a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's for definitely for another podcast. If you guys want to hear that, let us know.
0: Yeah, I'd I, I love to get into it, because Japan's not where I really want to work, but just, the like...
1: The we're going to go, gonna go way off topic with this, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, another thing I've researched, uh, something you use probably quite often in your day, Velcro. Oh, yeah. So... This was discovered by, what's his name, George D. Mestral. I don't know how to say his name, I probably butchered it. Um, He basically discovered burrs, which are like pointed, like hooked seeds. And he discovered them on his dog. And he was like, well, he wasn't the first to discover it, let's be honest. Um, (laughs) And he was like, wow, these are sticking to my dog. That is annoying. And then he looked at him uh, with a microscope, obviously, because he hasn't got that good pair of eyes. Um, and he noticed that they have hooks on them and they attach to loops or hoops on uh, any kind of surface, so like the fur or carpet. Yeah. And he was like, hmm, how could I use this? And guess what? What you know as today, as I'm bad at English, Velcro, <laughs> um, he invented that. So you're welcome. Thank you, George D. Mistral.
0: Thanks, George. You're a great dude. Yeah. We appreciate that. I don't know that. if you
1: still alive or not. But you were Pog when you were. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: um, another off topic thing is I hate the word POG. Pog?
1: That's Sorry, I don't what did you say?
0: Say it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> um Yeah, that's cool. I mean so did you have do you have more to add about Mr. Velcro or? Uh
1: no, I didn't really care about his personal life. <laughs> I was quite just interested in the the stories. Okay, so on to bird-safe glass. Um, so, you know how birds are dumb. Well, they're not dumb. Well, that. I mean, there, term. there is a term that calls people bird brain because, you know, they act dumb. But, um, so it's, okay, let's not insult birds anymore. It's estimated <laughs> that 100 million birds die every year as a result of flying into glass. 100 million is a lot,
0: right? That's quite a lot of birds.
1: Yeah, I mean, if 100 million humans died, we would probably be in a major pandemic. Um, <laughs> smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> thank you. Um, not laughing, but I don't know why I laughed. I was just happy I that I got a good transition. <laughs> I'll give you um, a dunch in edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, birds die often because of the glass. So, we discovered, what we, but, you know, people smarter than me, unfortunately, mm. um, they discovered that spider webs and birds can coexist because spiders have UV-reflecting strands. So UV-reflecting strands are what birds can see, and that's why they don't have problems with each other. Birds can avoid the spider webs, and the spider webs can stay, so it's less work for the spider unless I put my brush through it and I'm like, go away, spider. Um, Very cool. I can't see those reflective strands because... Oh wait, can we?
0: No, we're stuck Maybe to the visible light spectrum unless we use oh, yeah. equipment.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pilot just over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so yeah, they, repli- <laughs> they replicated this, the structure of the strands and inputted it into glass and they made it, they tested it and they, they noticed that birds avoided it and that's pretty
0: cool. So is that in every like car windshield and stuff?
1: No, I don't think it's popularized yet. Okay. I think it's recent research and they I think it's probably a bit expensive to make it everywhere. Yeah. Um but you know, someday it will be cheaper because technology. And then cool. We That's could good, probably that... put it we could probably put it on our bullet
0: trains. <laughs> <laughs> I like the equation there. Um, we can because technology and yes. because cool. <laughs> yes. Um
1: I mean if you look at all this stuff, like the Kingfisher design, that will be forever useful. Yes. On like all trains in the future because trains will get faster because again, technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and making bird glass will be more efficient. But knowing that we can make it uh, and having like aircrafts in the sky and stuff, that will no longer be a problem. It might even be on aircrafts now, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty. Oh, talking about aircrafts, uh, have, you he- have you ever seen and looked at the sky and seen birds flying in a V formation?
0: I have indeed.
1: Okay, so birds fly in a V formation to help each other out. So the front bird creates a kind of turbulence or like an updraft mm-hmm. for the back birds, which helps them rise up, I guess, and waste less energy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's more efficient, less energy wasted, can travel longer. And then they switch between, just because, you know, the front one is a bit unfair. Don't really mm-hmm. want bird, you know. I guess it'd be good, because that bird will smash into the window, and then the others would be like, whoa, that's a window, we'll avoid that. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, we were thinking, this is, has not been implemented yet, but we were thinking of doing the same with planes, where if they're traveling to a similar de- uh, destination, they can travel in a V formation
0: ah.
1: and um, fly together. That's pretty and, cool. Yes. And it's envisioned that planes will use 15% less energy if they do this. So, you know, saving I, sustainability, right? Yeah. And that's
0: from nature. Well, I'll say, um, I've seen that happen with um, competitive cyclists. Obviously they will go behind each other mm. and then, when because they te- they're in teams, they'll then do a little cycle back so they can all take a little turn, you know. Um,
1: I would like to say I've seen it in Mario Kart. Okay. <laughs> uh, when you're driving behind the car in front of you, they have like a wind tunnel, and then you go behind, it gives you like a little boost. Um, I recommend Mario Kart, good game. We're well, not sponsored by Nintendo,
0: by the way. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, I'll say um, also when you're saying sort of the V formation, obviously we have like V bombers in planes. Um... Tell me more. I like bombs. Well, <laughs> that's no reference to my skin color. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> well, only there, there wasn't a huge amount more to say to that um, aside, f- just because I don't know how much. Um, so let me just open this up in an uh, open image in new tab. That's what I want. So here, here's, the, uh, here's the plane. But it's, it's more about um, whether this has the same effect or not, because effectively, you just have like one... Massive wing either side instead of like the street more streamlined wings, um, that you see normal like commercial planes. So, mm. I wonder if they've had that same effect just from that V that keeps all the air constantly going along. Um, we can also talk about flight if people want. I'm not sure, f- uh, how well people know flight works. Do you I, know how it works?
1: I have a brief, just because of A level physics, I have mm. a brief idea of how flight with like mostly turbulence but
0: right so um, uh, and we'll, eddies we we can go through this very very quickly just in case you know it's not completely relevant um but i actually did do a project on a biomimetic bird where we've made a bird that can fly and that's incredible because of the like power to weight ratio of birds is like incredible and it, it weighed like 42 grams and was it's was, it was so cool um but flight <laughs> one thing at a time (laughs) (laughs) so uh wings effectively are like that okay just think about my hand and so as uh we go through the air less air goes on top and more air goes on the bottom um at the same amount of time so from where the air splits here it may say it takes a second
1: pretend people can't see your hand because this is a podcast
0: Oh, I see. Okay, fine. So, if, no, You if, can if, still do it for the people that watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good note. But yeah. So you've got like this curved, uh, all, all like wings on planes are curved, right? But it means that there's um, more surface area on the top than there is at the bottom, meaning mm-hmm. more air travels underneath the wing than it does on top of the wing. Um, and that, so say, I, I, I don't know what the ratio is, um, depends on the wing, but say, for example, you get twice the amount of air, that causes updraft, a force hits more- double the force effectively will hit the wing upward than what's going downward, therefore creating updraft and lift, and then we can then fly. Um, That's the basics of flight. It was
1: slightly difficult to understand, but for people that are smarter than me, good job.
0: (laughs) Um, It's just, yeah, because there's four- when the wind goes along the- along the wings, It's still pushing up and down, depending on if it's on the top or the bottom. And there's more pushing up than there is pushing down.
1: And it'll always be that way just because of the structure of the wing.
0: That is correct, yes.
1: That is pog science. It's one of those things. (laughs) So if... (laughs) To make this a segue, if a plane crashed, windows would break. But we've invented something that can make things... Well, make windows heal. Or, I guess, glass or plastic so they've invented um a polymer plastic polymer from uh, squid teeth uh that can self-heal so you won't need a new phone screen every time you have like a crack in it you just need to depending on the the polymer you might have to heat it up put some pressure on it and stuff but you would just have to basically allow it to heal and you wouldn't have to buy a new own screen i guess well thank is, you
0: squid for your teeth
1: yes we killed a squid and we took its teeth and then we experimented on them so we that we can make
0: better phones the greatest
1: <laughs> the top tier predators on this planet yeah which is a great podcast later I would oh not my god about if yeah. are the apex predators
0: yeah that would be good um, um i'm also happy to talk about like uh morality as well that's a great <laughs> it's a great subject, because we have twisted oh, it so much.
1: There is so much to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's all my notes. If you've got anything, that would be pog. Uh,
0: oh my god, can you please? <laughs> 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 um, I might have to start making you donate to a charity every time you say that Um,
1: haha I hate charity (laughs) no don't quote me on that I don't love charity (laughs) I am a charity please donate to me
0: (laughs) yeah please help (laughs) Um, yeah so the only other things that really come to mind um, is how we're using um, I think it's newts Again, this is just going off my memory uh, because yeah my my notes are mainly about the uh, because you didn't make it I actually have loads of notes. Oh, no, actually, (laughs) I I wrote one line which has a lot of information which I can very much talk about. You've got five hours. Um, Yeah, I'll leave the newts thing. That's for another day. But we're working on growing back limbs, but we're currently using it to regrow uh, skin Um, using newts. Oh, I've heard about that. Newt sperm. You're welcome. Donate. Some lucky guy is getting to jack off some newts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean,
1: was it horse jacking off is an actual job?
0: yeah it is i've seen that video it's bizarre
1: i i chose not to watch the video i just know it's a thing
0: <laughs> we will uh have a link in the description for that video no just for your pleasure we will not <laughs> okay so another paper that i read very recently and had to do a review on uh is swarm programming um do you know what swarm programming is uh i got no idea mate beautiful bruv uh <laughs> i know what a swarm is So effectively, well, like a swarm of things will attack, generally they attack stuff from all different angles at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea is, so a swarm program will make it simple like a maths equation. So you've got two brackets of, so you've got like in one bracket, two plus four, the other bracket, one plus two, right? Yeah. And they have to be multiplied and you get your answer. A swarm program, simply put, you'd have one, section dedicated to doing the first bracket, another section dedicated to doing the second bracket, and then they would combine at the end to multiply the answers. Mm -hmm. So it's a program that will do two things at the same time. That's very simple.
1: Yeah, sounds pretty simple.
0: These massive swarm programs do thousands and thousands of computational uh, things at the same time to speed up the process. I'm guessing more
1: complicated than those equations.
0: That's a smidge, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I had, I read this uh, paper on using whale pod formations, mm-hmm. um, with how they attack and eat and like kill stuff. Uh, using it's really cool. They sort of use this like pulse to scatter fish, and then another one will come in, and eat the fish.
1: Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: really cool. It's really cool. Uh, it shows how smart they are. They're just so advanced. Like yeah. when you think about animals as materials and as like uh tools. They're so advanced. It's insane. Mm. Um so we we we've developed a new uh program that works that way. I don't know exactly how the I could It's like I know exactly how, but it's so complicated we're not going into it. Yeah. Uh, okay. it's it's thousands it of lines of code. Complicated. Yeah. Um, but the other one as well, which I, also, I thought was really cool, because I never th- knew about this, but do you know how a moth's GPS works? Like, it's internal GPS? I do not. Okay, I'm going to have a on my water, um, and you can look at me. Okay.
1: Well, moths are disgusting versions of butterflies, I would like to say before you start. <laughs> um, if a caterpillar turns into a moth, then they're just the ugly duckling in the family.
0: Thank you for your wise, wise words.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just thought I'd talk while you glug.
0: Yeah. So moths fly parallel to the moon. Right? They use the moon as, like, their their guiding system. And you know uh, the expression, like, a moth drawn to a flame? Yeah. Yeah, that just, like, destroys their entire system. When they see another light source, it's Mm. like they've been hacked. And they go into what's called a death spiral. <laughs> they just go around the light. They just don't understand what's going on. And I've got a, I've uh, got a quote from the... Um, if you oh, want that to makes check it out... me feel sorry for them. Sorry?
1: So that makes me feel sorry for them.
0: Yeah, no, it, it really just screws for them. It's it's quite sad. Um, They're still ugly, though. Uh, especially because okay. like, light sources are generally hot, so they just burn themselves out, literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, if you want to read any papers, I use core, uh, AC UK. Very useful. All oh, they're all free. They're all open source. Um, and so this is the swarm programming using moth opt- moth flame optimization and whale optimization algorithms by tapas Psy. Very good tapas. paper. Tapas. Yes. That Dude, is his
1: name. Jealous. <laughs>
0: um, it's only like eight pages long, so it's, it's quite a nice read. Mm. Uh, but so this is the quote moths fly in the night by maintaining a fixed angle with respect to the moon for traveling in a straight line for a long distance because some for some reason that is like the most um, efficient way to go right (laughs) Uh, but they are trapped in a useless or deadly spiral around the artificial light source because they make this perfect spiral as they go towards it and so that's what they use. They use this perfect spiral uh, to write their algorithm. And it's insane. It's 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 so insane because they just use the trajectory as a equation to figure out a more efficient way to program stuff.
1: That is amazing.
0: It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And they use that with the um, uh, whale pod attack uh, yeah. algorithm. So you basically scatter whatever they're searching for, And then they find a way of connecting everything back up more efficiently. It's insane. That
1: is amazing. Super smart. Talking about a filthy, disgusting insect, um, there's also mosquitoes. And you know how you have Mm -hmm. Alexa or I have Google. I don't want to say it too loud because she responds. Um, They made those by using mosquito uh, antennas or hairs, I guess. Oh, yeah. and those are very sensitive to sound and they use those to help tell what we're saying because you know how else would you tell what a human is saying to a robot yeah uh, I didn't I briefly went over that and that just you know pr- praying back the memory don't have too much knowledge on that but it's in uh, one of the links up in the description as my sources so if you want to read it more into that then you're welcome
0: yeah I would like to go back to your glass.
1: Sure, which one? The polymer that heals or the bird glass? Neither. Oh, are you talking about my personal glass? <laughs>
0: oh, Lord, <that> makes... <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: You made it sound kind of you know, I don't know. Anyway. Of sensual.
0: Oh, no, I am to talk yeah. about Elon Musk's glass actually.
1: Oh, that embarrassing <laughs> moment where you had a whole plan. Okay.
0: Uh, have you seen the video?
1: Yes, yes, I have. Okay. So. That
0: didn't happen in the the testing room. <laughs> right. So, uh, this is a sm- as smooth of a segue as I could come up with to get us onto Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, shall I show us the video and then we can talk about the strains and gains of Elon Musk? Sure. Okay. I, I want to show the full video, including the car, a door being slammed, because that has a lot to do with what went on. So this is the first car door, which is a normal car door, and they slam this with a sledgehammer. Jeez <laughs> Juicy little smack, right? Nice. Now the cyber truck. This is the Cybertruck from Elon Musk. Very impressive. And so now they, they basically test this on normal glass, and it kind of cracks, and they're like, wow. They do it at the low height. Then they do it at the higher height for the look. Like, smash! Oh no! It has my armor glass. They do it from a higher height. Yeah. Wow, it's fine, isn't that incredible? France, could you try to break this glass, please? And of course, they throw this at the Cybertruck. Um it's a too hard. <laughs> yeah, this glass is meant to be bulletproof, so it doesn't help his case too much, and then they try the back window because and I'll tell you why they tried the back window. Oh, this has come right. up just sure. <laughs> and that smashes as well: um that was quite
1: funny. I wanted to laugh, but I couldn't uh, <laughs>
0: um. so obviously Tesla lost um. Some, uh, uh, what's it called? They went down in value after this. Well, They lost some stocks. Yes. So yeah. the reason why this happened, and there is actually test footage. I have the test footage up of when they smacked it literally about 20 minutes before they put the truck on the stage. Um, and it's absolutely fine. And they're throwing it harder than they did on the stage. And I've also got an, an interview up with Joe Rogan with Elon Musk about why it happened and I can tell you, or I can show you the interview but what I like about Elon Musk's interviews is that he's gone under this like he, he knows every word he says is going to affect Tesla stock <laughs> so he, he just like freaks out all the time
1: <laughs> that's probably why he stars and talks so slow because mm. every word has pressure
0: yeah, every tweet he does has pressure, but he just doesn't care and yep. I, I, that's why I like his Twitter, but in him in person is, like, watching an aneurysm about to happen.
1: <laughs>
0: but I, it, should I just sum up what happens in the interview? Yes, please. So, when they hit it with the sledgehammer, they cracked a tiny bit at the bottom of the glass. Mm. Which, if you know things about these materials, as soon as there's one break, the whole... Especially with glass, it will use that break to just crack all the way through. So... That doesn't, That's not great, and they need to know about that if you do get hit with a sledgehammer on the side of your car, or in a car crash, it then will compromise the structure of the window. Yeah. Right. So that's not great for marketing, but I, I don't know why they're making a Cybertruck, I just...
1: Because I mean, Elon Musk is known as like a, was it, a, a tribillionaire or something? It's like a term for someone that wants to make science fiction into reality. Yeah, um, which is which is why people like him so much because everyone likes things that are in your imagination and that can come to life. I mean, if a, a dragon suddenly appeared, I'd be like, "Let me ride that dragon, please." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, probably not. I'd probably be too scared, but I'd want to see it. And sure. seeing seeing science fiction come to fruition is quite, you know, exhilarating. Is the right word?
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely.
1: And I can see why people enjoy his developments and his inventions and all that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I did a bit of research on when Elon you know, Musk was young. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know about his life?
0: How he came to be? Yeah, um. I assume it uh, began with conception from his mother and father. <laughs> <laughs> his superhero origins. Uh, but I do know that he started PayPal um oh that's going too far forward
1: so you don't know let me to, tell you yes
0: T- tell me about the life of well, uh, i'll my, let you continue from paypal
1: my boy um so first he started off at 12 years old he made a game uh i think it's a space game i'm not too sure of the name um 12 years old which is amazing he coded that himself uh you can play it online now still i think it's available um and he sold that for $500 which is you know cool yeah uh he's south african if you didn't know so he, he went to canada first yeah at 19 i think and then he went to the us and then he's a he's got three citizenships um and then he he was at uni you know what they call college and he was doing a he started his phd apparently 2 days in he gave up cuz he got bored um <laughs> Which is as an eccentric man, you can see that happening. Yeah. Um, and then he borrowed, I think, about twenty-five grand from his father, and he made a business with his brother that was basically like a a beta version of Google Maps. Okay. And uh, I think it was called like Zip Two or something. I'm not too sure. Uh, you can search it yourself. <laughs> I will. And um, he uh, he sold that for quite a bit of money and then that's when paypal came into fruition mm-hmm. with the paypal mafia which i have some <laughs> stuff over but i'll let you continue from here since you're so passionate
0: well shall i quickly really get up your picture of the paypal mafia
1: oh did, okay yeah sure you sent it through on the whatsapp f- so i can bring it up you stole it from me
0: i did indeed so here's this is now full screen so you can't see us at all there are a couple of names that I recognize here, and there are a couple I mean, of names- I mean, a lot of you
1: will recognize a lot of them. They are very big companies.
0: Right. Well, well, I'm talking about just, just the people's names. Obviously mm. we've got some you know, the founders of YouTube. Um, but then there's stuff like uh, Genie or Jenny White? Never heard of it. Kiva? Never heard of it. Slide? Never heard of it.
1: I think these might be more popular in
0: America. right? um but it, it just shows who who made it and who i'm sure i'm sure they're all rich anyway but i think they all made it
1: somewhat just some made it international
0: yeah uh but i believe after paypal okay so we should explain what p-
1: paypal mafia is so elon musk and uh, these guys started paypal they're all co-founders i guess yeah and uh they decided to eventually sell to ebay was it and um yes it was i think elon musk because he had arguments with the group and stuff they didn't get along whatever i mean that many ambitious people with that many companies it's hard to like you know get yeah. along um and he got shares which were worth 180 million which is you could live off you could stop there yeah but good thing he had ambition you know <laughs> Um so that's what the mafia is all the people that were part of PayPal's shares and they moved on to make their own companies um Elon decided to invest in he said he invested a hundred million into SpaceX do you know SpaceX yeah
0: i I've got a lot to say about SpaceX
1: <laughs> okay um and he invested about 80 million into Tesla no seventy million to Tesla and then 10 million into something else that was that solar city Solar city i think yeah
0: because they did that i think around 2006.
1: yeah and um obviously tesla and uh spacex have been doing really well do you want to talk about spacex Uh, oh
0: spacex has done relatively well (laughs) (laughs) i mean its
1: biggest competition is amazon's founder
0: he yeah, has Jeff, the, Jeff Bezos. Yeah,
1: what's his what's his company called? Blue something. So he's not even a memorable name. Yeah, yeah, that
0: <laughs> that thing. They Jeff Bezos is just a bold guy. When when these guys reach what they want to reach, we're gonna have Elon Musk our hero and Jeff Bezos as our villain. Uh, they will become superheroes and villains by the end of their lives. Trust me. So, sp- do you want to say something? well see
1: i've told henry my opinion on elon musk so if he elon's a great guy okay he's done everything ethically as far as we know um but he gives me the vibe of like um what's known as like an anti-villain or an anti-hero whatever i'm not too sure on the difference so basically his ends are good yeah you know He, he wants the good for the human race, but his means I imagine would be more mean. (laughs) (laughs) So because he's done well for himself and he hasn't had to do that, I think it's, it's great. He hasn't gone down that road. I think, I feel like if it was another time he Hmm. would sacrifice people even for the greater good, if he was a biologist, he would likely have done human experiments. That's my opinion. it's unlikely to be true, okay, but I feel like he could be um just just a very ambitious and a little amoral in his ways is what i is what is the vibe I get from him is all, but yes. I'm sure it's not that way. I mean I've well, never met him in person.
0: Well, the' thing I think you and i i like we it, the, his same like attributes and characteristics. Are the reason I like him, and they're the reason you don't like him.
1: No, I don't not like him. I I like him as a person. He's funny. He's charismatic, of course, but I just have like, I my danger sense goes off. You know, it's like this yeah. man's, this man's got a brain, and it's dangerous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just don't understand. Like, he's he's one of these guys that just he kept getting people to invest in him. Hmm. He is obviously smart. He's super smart, right? But he also knows how to not be too smart to make people feel dumb.
1: Sociopath.
0: You know? <laughs> to an extent. Because I Allegedly. think in, in all these meetings, he will just explain what he's doing so clearly and simply. People are like, yeah, I'll give you $100 million. You know like I've so got... he can
1: he can knock himself down to our level which is a good skill to have a lot it's... of really smart people will talk on and on and expect you to understand what they're saying
0: yeah exactly I, I i have several professors who are so incredibly ridiculously intelligent um but they do not know how to teach they don't know how to tell someone that doesn't know what they know what they're talking about and it's so frustrating but I think he does that really well, and that's how he has just made so much money and has so much influence and just getting more and more people to give him more money, despite SpaceX 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 having so many failed launches. Yeah. SpaceX I mean, is just like a sinkhole for money. But the day it pays off, everyone who's invested in it is going to be
1: rich. I mean, have you heard about his um, progress for the space station from here to the space station? How he's lowered the cost by
0: 90%? Yeah, but... The...
1: I mean, that's... As much money as he's spent on getting to that, mm. it's still amazing that he got to that. I mean, he's I... definitely lost a lot of money getting to that. Not making... made any.
0: Yes. Um, so... I've just had to look this up, because I couldn't remember how... I, I thought there were 12 failed launches. Do you want to Is give it like me? It's
1: fifty nine or
0: something. Uh, okay, it's not that high. It's twenty four. <laughs> oh God. Twenty four consecutive launches from the Falcon Nine.
1: How much did that cost
0: him? Uh, it's, it's millions per per crash. Yeah, like tens of millions.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. His hundred million probably disappeared pretty fast. It's a good it... thing he invested in Tesla.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then if which grew, I think in twenty twenty grew by six hundred percent in value. Yeah, That's I one mean, yeah. I love a big
1: misconception is people think that he was the one that uh, basically invented Tesla, which yes. he didn't. He yeah. he invested and he had an argument with the CEO at the time and then he took his place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is another thing I want to talk about. A lot of the companies he's been at, he's had an argument with the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, another trait of a CEO or an ambitious man, which I respect, for sure. But, I don't know, it, it makes my danger sense go off again. My, my spidey he, sense.
0: He's eliminating the competition by replacing it. Yeah. But you're in which, my way, so I'm going to take your job. <laughs> which
1: is, I, I. it makes me respect him even more. I like a man that knows, that sounded weird. I like someone <laughs> that knows <laughs> what they want, what they want to do and they'll get rid of see that's the thing they'll get rid of the competition Mm -hmm. and i think in another time another day if he couldn't do that via ethical ways or money and stuff he would have killed them yeah um obviously allegedly (laughs) i'm not accusing him of anything (laughs) like the ceo of google just
0: stabbed himself in the back 15 (laughs) times and jumped
1: off a roof it's
0: incredible (laughs) it's just
1: i'm saying he's i don't know maybe some of you understand what i'm trying to say but he's very ambitious and i would say maybe even dangerously ambitious
0: i think he values i think he values taking people out and i think he wants to do it in his way where of course i don't think he's actually gonna hurt anyone at least no No, people he doesn't need to that's why yeah i think when he back in
1: the day if he had no other way he would but these days he's got money he's got influence and he's got a great image why would he ruin it
0: and he, he definitely feels like an unstoppable force
1: he is and i like him i, I like him as much as i sound like i don't <laughs> i do like him and that's because he's ended up on like the good side of the coin
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and also I, he's he's living every techies dream yeah isn't he yeah he, he's got a, a he's married to grimes right or they just i think the other right? partners are married yeah, I mean he's got an amazing partner. He's got, I think, five kids or something. Um, yeah, I, he's, I don't know. That means he's had sex at least five times. So, so... he's not
1: a virgin. I know. Just you might <laughs> technology person. That's not a virgin. Uh, did you know he got bullied a lot at school as well? I mean, could have guessed. All the are you surprised? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um... He's, he's the guy that kept correcting the bully. <laughs> Isn't he? It's like. Actually, if you hold your fist like this, you get much more power. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he's a phenomenal man. I think he is... I, I still think he's on our side because he doesn't feel like he's part of the big boys club.
1: No, no, I think you he's know? on humanity's side. I wouldn't say our individual side. He's on... He, so if, if he had to sacrifice your life to get i don't know a thousand miles further closer to mars faster i guess
0: he yeah would do it. if Elon that's like, how i imagine
1: him but he Elon doesn't Musk need to me
0: if, if he came up to me one day i was like look you specifically i have to kill because <laughs> of a good thing right that's all the explanation there. i was like, great shake your hand thanks yeah. i'll i'll go i'll, I'll go now <laughs> I'll
1: peace out <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll trust you
0: you know can you tell him to come
1: onto the podcast become a permanent host just so i'm not alone
0: Yes. Okay. It's an sure. E-
1: even equal trade, I think.
0: The the condition is you need to spend an hour of your life every week. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think he's
1: a guy that would do things for the greater good, but because he doesn't need to sacrifice you and stuff, he he won't. He right. he likes his good image.
0: Yeah. Also, he he's done a great job of like humanizing himself. Yeah. Because he throws out the memes, he was on PewDiePie's meme, re- re- meme review. I watched that. I'm a fan of PewDiePie. Subscribe. <laughs> and like, he's he's made himself one of the people. Yeah, Has it's been. hard not to like him. Yeah, yeah, and because he's so outlandish and darish, it doesn't make you feel like he's so corporate, even though he probably is. Like he doubts de- he definitely is. Yeah, and it, it's it's difficult to it does become more and more difficult to defend him when you talk about his like more dangerous stuff like the brain chip thing Hm. I wouldn't trust anyone else than him to do it do you want to explain the brain chip thing so this is it's so insane he wants the idea is to get a chip inside people's brains which is not a new idea uh there are a lot of people that have um, attempted this
1: making science fiction a reality
0: yeah and uh, the first time I heard about this was a while ago. I think it was 2012 about um, advancing prosthetics. But he wants to do it to cure mental diseases. And I say mental diseases, but we're talking about stuff like... Um, oh, of course they've all gone for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I don't know, he, like schizophrenia? Maybe. Schizophrenia. Um, he said he could be able to help out depression. Um, he wants to look into curing cerebral palsy. Um, there, there's this huge list of things that he wants to just cure. And I think... I but, don't know. He's, but that was his opener.
1: He's a, look, he's a smart man, okay, for sure. Physicist in every way. But diseases like that and how complex the brain is... No one's understood the brain for, uh, for as long as we know. Yeah. The brain is the most complicated organ in the body. Um, and I... He's, I think he's just saying stuff. I don't think it's true because these are such complicated diseases and it's right. to do with neuron dysfunction and stuff. And we don't even understand those. How is he going to do that? Maybe he does. Maybe they figured it out a way. But I find it so hard to believe because the brain is so complex.
0: Right. So actually, I've, I was just, I've got the uh, list here. Uh, a couple more. So Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, spinal cord injuries, anything that the brain has like a massive role in. Mm. He thinks we can just cure that, right? Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, maybe it's a step forward in that direction, but I don't think
0: if he invented it, it would cure everything, right? And then there's the timeline of 2025. Oh, yeah, that's definitely not happening. But then he he comes out with this. This is the first step. We're gonna cure all these, you know, diseases. Yeah. Good luck to him. <laughs> but then the <laughs> next. Like, the next sentence that comes out of his mouth is, oh, and we'll be able to communicate with each other wirelessly without talking. You can control all your music, and you can just listen to it in your brain without it actually making sound. It's like, maybe start with that step so we know that it's safe. Mm. And then advance the technology.
1: Have you thought of, like, the repercussions? Like, what if someone... Because it would have to be connected to some source, like Wi-Fi, to load your music and stuff. Um, And what if someone just hacked in? Hacking is a common occurrence. Yeah. If um, you're like, I don't know, you could be a victim just walking down the street, someone like, oh, this guy looks like a rich person. Yeah. Or I don't like his face, <laughs> namingly you. And he just hacks in and makes it implode or something. I don't know. I mean, they'll probably have safeguards for that, but they would hack into it, maybe mess with your brain a bit.
0: Yeah. and And of course, that's the biggest fear for everyone. Yeah, and yeah, the brain is too complex for something like that. I don't
1: think it would be a good idea.
0: And again, the second he sells it to the government, everyone's gonna abandon it. Yeah, that's too much power for anyone to have.
1: Yeah, I think it's too much power for even him to have. True. Just because he's one man, if all his investors are like, we need you to put this in people's brains, advertise this, we need a pop-up to appear in front of their eyes, you have to do it, or we'll we'll destroy you, basically. Yeah, And he'll be forced to do it. I wouldn't even blame him. I'll be like, okay, well, if you need to survive, fine, put an ad on my face. But that's still a problem. <laughs> um, I mean, talking us- about talking about how these chips connect, have you heard what he's trying to do with the internet? No. So he, he's asking for permission to basically put, I think it was like 4,000, more than 4,000 satellites uh, above Earth. So okay. he can have internet for free across the whole world.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So that would satellites. definitely help with this chip
0: thing. That yeah, that now now becomes global <laughs> domination, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a very scary thought. Um and I would not be enticed to put a chip in my brain.
0: I'm definitely I'm not going to be standing in line for it. I'm yeah. going to give it a couple of years and see what happens.
1: No, even then, it's like that they're, they're going to be, be waiting they're going to be waiting for People that are unsure they're gonna, and then people those people that are unsure are gonna see the people enjoying their lives with a chip in their head. They'll be like, wow, these cool these guys have it so much easier because of their chip, and then so- they're gonna slowly get converted, put the chip in, and then be like, okay, now
0: we'll hack into you.
1: Now you're our peasants.
0: So what you're saying is, be the first ones to get in because you get to enjoy the honeymoon <laughs> period, uh, a couple of years. But I'm oh, sure okay. I'm sure you, there'll be a way of manually disabling it as well.
1: I mean, they say i mean there's a manual turn off button on my computer i press it sometimes it doesn't work <laughs> um, i don't think anyone's not? hacked into it i mean there was a time where it just wouldn't turn off anyway <laughs> have you seen upgrade that's a movie yes. to do with okay so basically the ai takes over his brain controls yeah. his body sends him into i guess limbo into a coma state where he's just enjoying life in that dream world mm-hmm. so in a way if it's like your ideal world where no one's dying, you're happy. But that'd be great. But in real life, you are not you anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, this is obviously going into semantics and big overdoing, exaggerating for sure. But it's definitely food for thought.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we just gotta wait and see what happens. I'm loving the Elon Musk journey. He's the only person I follow on Twitter because I don't use Twitter at all, but he's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, we could probably talk about him for another couple of hours, but I think yeah. we should end this here.
1: Yes. Do yes. you have any
0: closing statements?
1: Um, I, I want Elon Musk to carry on. I really enjoy the stuff he's inventing, his ideas, the fact that he's trying to bring science fiction to life. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying be wary of him, I guess. I don't know i I feel like he's more dangerous than he puts out to be but i do I do want him to carry on I do enjoy what he does um and I think it is for the good of humanity that he carries on um that's that's all I have to say,
0: yeah, yeah, like I said I completely agree, and I think he is sort of one of us for the big boys yeah and I don't think he's going to be bullied, or anyone's going to be able to stop him from his overall goal. Mm. And if you are listening, Elon, please can I have a job, because oh. that will be, that'd be cool. I've got some... Subs- subscribe. and Give a subscribe, please, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Come on the show, we'll show you some great memes. <laughs> <laughs> henry yeah, will show you F- star wars memes <laughs> i'll show you anime girl memes <laughs> if you make me a lightsaber elon i will lose my sh- okay? <laughs> yeah I, yeah so guys thank you very much for listening or watching if you did watch let us know what you thought if you what are your thoughts on elon musk put them in comments down below and yeah. biomimic there's anything we missed or anything you found really interesting And we don't have our topics for next week, so we're going to make it up as we go along.
1: (laughs) Maybe have some suggestions down below. Uh, We're going to try and put this on Spotify as well. So if you want to listen to our podcast on Spotify, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Enjoy your days. Uh, Trust yourself. (laughs) 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 Stay home. Uh, Keep distance, you know, pandemic. Yeah. And enjoy.
0: Yeah. So thank you very much for watching.
1: Please like, comment, subscribe, and share.
0: And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Ciao, ciao. Thank you to Conrad, Mithril, Redstorm, and Velvet Crow for being our patrons.